millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. Today's episode is going to be about the fear of your femininity coming from a woman's perspective. So women being afraid of their own femininity and pertaining to specifically power and softness. And I also want to say before our episode starts that my coaching, my one-on-one coaching has reached its limit. I'm at full capacity. And so we will be opening again in September. Currently, we are closed. We are not taking any more clients in September. Starting September 1st, we will take our next influx of clients. To secure your spot for September, you can start scheduling your free introduction call on my website starting on August 1st. So... You can start, you know, scheduling on August 1st. You can secure your spot for September. But right now we're at full capacity and um, we're going to wait until September to get our next influx of clients. But without further ado, let's start today's episode, which is the fear of femininity. So I think that I'm going to start talking about softness and receptivity and um, being in your, it's more of a playful, soft, giggly, sweet, um, relaxing, receptive energy. And so let's really get into it. So women, I'm going to be talking about women because most cis women are feminine energy dominant. This does not mean that you know, all women and all men are feminine energy or masculine energy dominant. Trans women and trans men and non-binary people are also, they do have their own dominant energies. Um, Specifically with non-binary people though, it is sometimes the case that they are more equal in their energy, in their energy balance. However, there is usually, you see this in gay relationships, there is a balance, a dance of this polarity where there is one person in the gay relationship who is more masculine and then there's a woman, I mean, sorry, not a woman, another um, man in the gay relationship who is more feminine. And we see this consistently in the universe, in life, where these this, where's this, this, where there is this dance of polarity. So basically, Basically, um, you see like, you know, summer and winter, light and dark. You see, um, you know, the sun and the moon. It's this consistent consistency that we see in the universe because what it is, is it's all a spectrum of the same energy. So there's only oneness. In truth, there's only oneness. However, within that oneness, there's so much expression of life. And when we were created we were all given our own um, unique 
polarity balancing energy expression that feels dominant for us and generally for cis women that is um feminine and generally for cis men that is masculine and because my experience as a cis woman is about cis womanhood and the um the experiences around that I'm going to be talking in this episode particularly around um cis women who are um, feminine energy dominant and um, also you can apply this to if you're more equal in your masculine and your feminine however you do have to be in your healthy masculine to ever be in your healthy feminine it's not possible to be in your actual embodied feminine if you are not in your actual embodied masculine However, um, just because you are comfortable in your masculine does not mean that you are masculine energy dominant. For example, if you are um, a CEO and you're or maybe you're a lawyer and you're always um, taking action or doing this and that, that doesn't mean necessarily that you're masculine energy dominant. It just means that you are comfortable in that masculine energy. However, you can still very much be feminine energy dominant and that's where you like to rest in your relationships and in your solitude but then you can bring this masculine out to take action and to be in your purpose and to be in your career and whatnot and that's totally normal and doesn't mean that you're masculine energy dominant and I think that a lot of women actually mistakenly believe that they're masculine energy dominant just because they are um, either comfortable in their masculine energy or they rely too much on their masculine because they're afraid of their feminine which is what we're going to talk about in this episode but that does not mean that you're masculine energy dominant if you're only in that energy from a space of fear what it means is that you're afraid to be in your natural polarity pole and you are leaning into the other one which will always leave you feeling burnt out and um and upset and burnt out um you know not relaxed not comfortable not fully fulfilled that's how you will feel if you're kind of going into the opposite pole and resting in that one too much Um, and that does not mean again that you are not feminine energy dominant it just means that you're afraid of being in your femininity which is what this episode is about so let's really get into it so being afraid to be in your softness there's two sides actually there's a multitude of sides of the feminine but there's really two um, energies within the feminine energy. So there's one side of the feminine that's very soft and receptive and sweet and playful and giggly. Um, And there's another side of the feminine which is powerful and um, dark and chaotic and can speak her truth and is in her voice and um, connected to her oracle and in her sensuality and in her eroticism and um and really in that type of energy and can be rageful and um and speak the truth that no one else wants to speak and um and yeah so that is more of the other side of the feminine and we're going to get into that one in a little bit so right now we're going to talk about the one that is more soft and receptive and what really happened was that throughout history there's two or three things that happened first of all Men started telling women what femininity was and they were wrong. So they told women that being feminine was being submissive and being, um, you know, shutting the fuck up and not speaking your truth and um, basically just people pleasing 
and catering to a man who you know dominates you and controls you and um and yeah and being in this very um this fawn like um energy and that is not the feminine and you see two responses from that but right now we're going to focus on the one that rejected that so men started telling women that basically to be feminine you had to be submissive and quiet and catering and you know shutting the fuck up basically and this was never the feminine but what happened was women then internalized this as the feminine and because of that they began to reject femininity and feel uncomfortable in any space of femininity that made them feel vulnerable because being in this space of softness and receptivity means that you are vulnerable and it's a privilege only given to those that you feel truly safe with slash given to yourself so that you can feel fully in your feminine and fully comfortable if you feel safe with yourself so your softness of that version of femininity the receptivity the softness the giggling the sweetness that energy even with yourself is a gift that you can only receive from yourself when you trust yourself with you when you have a healthy relationship with your inner masculine when you have a healthy relationship with your boundaries it can only come out when it trusts you Similarly, it can only come out when it emotionally trusts and physically trusts those outside of you. But what happened was women started seeing that they don't trust the masculine outside of them. They don't trust the men outside of them. And for good reason, right? I see things as this kind of pyramid. It, I think it was, I what is it? It's like the Maslow's, it, Maslow, Maslow's like triangle pyramid thing. I don't know. I remember learning about it in school. But it's a similar thing where he was talking about, um, to be honest, it, this is a very butchered expression of it, but <laughs> this is just a, a raw thought. So there's this triangle and at the bottom is, you know, safety and security physically, like you're fed, you have shelter. This is what you need to feel fulfilled at that level. And then once you receive that, there's new things that you need to feel fulfilled because you already have that. So you add, you go into the next level of liberation. So then that is like, you know, relationships and sexuality and whatever, and, and that make it once you master that then you feel fulfilled and then you go up to the next one and that one's like god union and spirituality and whatever and you need that to feel fulfilled but you have to move through each space of feeling safe to move on to the next level of liberation so this is very very real for women's work for example i have a a friend of mine um maggie doyne i actually am going to be interviewing her this week i believe but um maggie is the founder of this organization in um, nepal called blink now and the women's issues that are uh being taken on in Nepal are very different than the women's issues that I'm speaking about. My work currently is not for um, someone in possibly a woman in Nepal or a girl in Nepal who's being sold into a child marriage, right? So that work, my work would not help her because what she needs is her basic needs and basic rights met. 
And then once those are secure and once you feel comfortable in that, then you can move on to the next space of liberation. And so it really bothers me whenever people talk about, oh, you know, um, the girls in the United States have it so easy because they don't have X, Y, and Z. You know, look at these other people in these other countries and they don't understand that we're all just going through our rites of passage of liberation and that just because one country or one um, group of women is in one space of liberation that is definitely and greatly needed doesn't mean that another space of liberation is not also necessary. The reason that I say this is because maybe 50 years ago, 100 years ago in the United States, we had um, women couldn't even open up a bank account, right? So there was these these things that we needed that were basic, the basic rights we needed as women. And then you talk about the intersections with black women and Latino women um, and even also Asian women, the, the intersections that they face as well. Um, however, we have now gotten to a space where we're actually able to and this can be very triggering for people. What we actually are able to move on to the next level of liberation personally with ourselves. And, you know, if you had told this to me 10 years ago, I would have been, you know, triggered and bothered and whatever. But the truth is that we are moving into the next level of liberation. And so what has happened is that women from... um generational trauma and also from looking outside of us and feeling like we're not safe with the masculine feel that we're not safe and because of that we've rejected the soft version of femininity because it requires vulnerability and instead we've opted to be more in our masculine more in our having this big masculine shield up because maybe our fathers treated us horribly maybe we experienced sexual violence as i have maybe we've experienced abusive relationships as i have maybe we experienced bullying as i have you know all of these things that i say as i have just to let you know i'm not saying these things and um insensitively without experiencing them myself um but we are at a turning point where what's going on right now is that we are recycling our trauma and it's no longer necessary. So for example, feeling that you're unsafe to be in your feminine is no longer necessary. But what happens is that we believe that it is. And so when we look outside of us, we choose situations that reinforce the the idea that it's not safe to be in our feminine and the only thing that you even need to know to really drive home the fact that it is safe to be in your feminine is that you have autonomy over yourself you have the ability to be in your feminine with yourself it doesn't mean that every single person in, in the world deserves to experience your soft version of femininity, your receptivity. It actually means the opposite. When you are comfortable in your feminine expression and also in your masculine expression, you know that your soft femininity is a privilege. And so therefore, it's only afforded to those who are worthy, whether that be yourself or a person outside of you. But you are now safe to be in your feminine. And so what's happened is that women are feeling that we are unsafe 
on a physical level. And in a lot of ways, that's true. In a lot of ways, that's true. But to get to the next level of liberation, the only way to do that is if we reclaim our own femininity on our own, in our own bodies, and realize that you yourself are safe. You are safe to be in your femininity with you. This will make you feel so fulfilled and so happy and so relaxed when you start putting down the shields, the masculine shields, the wounded shields that you've put up even just with yourself. You realize you are now safe to be in your feminine. What does that take? It takes you making sure that you know that you will protect yourself. For example, by not interacting with low quality men, by, um, you know, not ignoring red flags, by making time for yourself to rest, by making healthy decisions for yourself, by making secure and empowered decisions for yourself that protect your own sovereignty. The issue is a lot of women don't want to take accountability and we don't want to see how deeply we actually choose our own oppression. And a lot of my work is for women to be liberated for their own, from their own choosing of their own oppression because what's happened, and it's, it's really not anyone's fault, but what happens is that we were oppressed for so long and we still are, Right? but we were oppressed for so long in very aggressive ways that we became so afraid that we started choosing in interpersonal ways our own oppression. Because we became so disempowered, we started choosing our own impression. What does that look like? It looks like the suppression of the feminine. Suppressing the feminine in yourself when that is a healthy and happy um expression for you is you oppressing yourself why do we do this because we feel we're still holding on to these wounds that make us feel unsafe but this is the thing although outside of us for example with you know maybe roe v wade being overturned and um the state of masculinity not being where it should and and whatnot we feel unsafe but the truth is that The oppression that we choose interpersonally is what affects us the most right now. Right now, that's what affects us the most. Interpersonally, your oppression that you choose looks like choosing men who who strengthen your wounds, choosing men who make you feel who abuse you or treat you in unsafe ways choosing to ignore red flags choosing friendships that make you feel like shit it looks like um you know denying yourself and denying your feminine it looks like having a sexual life that's not fulfilling and that makes you feel scared it looks like um, partaking in hookup culture it looks like watching porn it looks like all of these things these things are what affect us the most because the truth is we're at the next level of this triangle of this pyramid we are at another level where in where our liberation now is our own interpersonal liberation how we show up in our lives whether we choose to um marry a man who doesn't meet our our heart's yearning that is your own oppression whether you choose to um you know 
have a child by a man who treats you like shit. That is oppression. And for any woman that has done that, I love you and I just salute you so much because it is so fucking difficult. But more what I'm talking about is more of to women who have not made that choice yet. And the truth is that is harmful. It is harmful because having a child is a great honor, but a great burden, a great difficulty. And the truth is that the line goes like this, father, mother, child. Really, it goes masculine, feminine, child. For the feminine, for the mother to fully be comfortable and feel safe and feel still flourishing in her life, she has to have a masculine pouring into her. This can also work in gay relationships or lesbian relationships. The caretaker who is um, breastfeeding or doing a ton of the work or whatever has to have someone who's pouring into her that still keeps her receptive because when we don't, what ends up happening is all of your femininity leaves you. For example, when you become a mother, and I'm talking about a heterosexual relationship with cis, a cis woman and a cis man. When a cis woman becomes a mother, what happens is that she naturally starts to give, 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 give. The giving principle is the masculine. She naturally starts to self-sacrifice and, and do all of these things that are for the child. And so the only way to stay in her receptivity in that space is if she has a partner who start who will fully give to her, who starts pouring into her, who's giving to her and she's able to stay, who supports her, who makes her feel safe, who's pouring into her emotionally, uh, materially, security wise, all of these things. That's what keeps her in her feminine. When we don't have this, it puts us into our masculine and it furthers our own oppression. We can no longer flourish in our lives. We are stressed and overwhelmed and overworked. And this is a result of women being very disconnected from their power in this day and age. Women being um, so confused on and so afraid of their own power that they will choose their own oppression because they don't know anything else and it's not your fault when you don't know anything else this is literally our um this is our next level of liberation into the next level right this is our liberation right now is interpersonally. So when you don't know, this is literally what's going on. This is the density of this level. But to surpass it, to master it, to conquer it, you must focus on your interpersonal, your inner liberation. So women have become afraid of being in their softness because they're afraid to be vulnerable they're still angry at men and they don't understand that what men told them to be was never femininity. They wanted them to be slaves. They wanted them to be subordinates. That was never femininity. And so the real liberation looks like reclaiming your sacred femininity and no longer being afraid of your softness. It's safe for you to be soft you as an adult woman can create a life. You can create standards and boundaries and structures around you. That's the... Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. 
a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Healthy masculine that make it safe for you to be in your feminine. You no longer need to settle for shitty relationships. You don't need to harm yourself emotionally and keep choosing your own oppression. What you can do is create a life that allows you to be in your softness, that allows you to be in your receptivity. And what that takes is acknowledging all of the spaces where we're afraid to be vulnerable, where we're afraid to receive fully from life. And what that really takes is identifying our own worthiness really getting in touch with your innate worthiness, your worthiness of pleasure and of softness and of sweetness and your innate worthiness of a sweet, happy, soft life. And also, women, um, now let's talk about interpersonally with men. Women are afraid to be soft with men because they are afraid of themselves. They are afraid that they will not choose a man who is deserving of their softness or they are afraid because they have already chosen a man who is not deserving of their softness. And when you've already chosen a man who's not deserving of your softness and you haven't left him, what this does is strengthen your resistance to it. It strengthens your fears around softness and receptivity. It strengthens your believing that you're unworthy. It strengthens your wounds. The people that we choose outside of us strengthen either our wounds or our most healed and embodied self. So when you choose a man who strengthens your limiting beliefs that you are not worthy of being um, given to, you know, uh, receiving, of being soft, of being vulnerable, that you are not able to because you're afraid, you're not able to be fully trusting and to surrender completely because you don't actually fully trust this man, what does that do? It strengthens your limiting belief that men are not innately trustworthy, that you have to protect yourself, that you're not worthy of softness and being provided for and get, being given to and, and receiving. It strengthens all of your limiting beliefs. So leave that relationship ASAP, <laughs> first off. And then second, start choosing relationships that mirror back to you your own worthiness of softness and receptivity and um, the fact that you are safe to be in this. Relationships with yourself and with others that allow you to work through your fears. If you have a fear around um, 
receiving money from a man maybe him paying for a date you feel oh my god I'm so anxious about him paying for a date um I'm not worthy oh my god I'm vulnerable if he pays for me I'm vulnerable then I have to actually you know women really feel that if he pays for you then you are vulnerable and women are afraid of being vulnerable so choose men that you're able to work through this fear with where they strengthen the fact that you are safe. So when the fear comes up, it can be worked through and smoothed out. When you choose men that say, oh, can you do 50-50 with me? Oh, um, you know, can you pay for me? Oh, uh, I don't have money for this date, whatever. That strengthens your idea and your limiting belief. And it might feel more comfortable because it strengthens the idea that you are not worthy. And then also that you don't have to be vulnerable. Being vulnerable takes a ton of intentional, intentional work, intentional work to be in your softness and to move through your fears that keep you out of it. We have been conditioned for so long into these fears, right? So um, all of this is necessary to be in your softness and also a radical, a radical reclamation of what softness looks like for you. For me, that looks like being vulnerable to be in my genuine sensuality, being vulnerable to dance. And it's really for me about vulnerability and about rest and about relaxation, feeling worthy of resting and relaxing and feeling worthy of having nice things and having things that make me feel good. Being strong enough to be soft and vulnerable with my partner, with myself and moving through the blockages that keep me out of my, the fullness of my surrender. Having enough trust with myself and with my partner that I can surrender into faith. I can surrender into something bigger than myself. I no longer need to grasp onto control 24-7 because I trust myself to be in my surrender. When we're trying to control everything 24-7, what it really means is that we don't trust ourselves. And when we start to trust ourselves to make healthy decisions, which is the inner masculine, you then feel safe to be in your inner feminine. So now let's go to the power part of the femininity. And I notice with myself and with other women that these two polarities within the feminine, the softness and the power and the resistance that we have to them show up generally in every woman. It's not just that some women are afraid of being in their um, softness and so they have this masculine shield and then they're totally comfortable being in their power and having, you know, um, being deeply connected to their truth. It Generally, generally, all women are disconnected from both. Most women are disconnected from both. And so they both, they have these blockages on both ends and which leads you to just live a completely unfulfilling life. So now let's talk about the power, the truth, the radical, the radical um, uh, truth telling oracle and um, being able to stand um, in your rage, in your emotions, in your fullness of who you are and in your intuition. So let's talk about this. Women are currently as well unafraid. I mean, sorry, afraid 
of being in their power. I'm not talking about being in your power as far as, you know, protesting with the government about Roe v. Wade, which I will be out there doing if Roe v. Wade is overturned. I'm talking about the next level of liberation for us, which is interpersonally and with yourself. What does that look like? It looks like women being afraid of telling their truth. It looks like women fawning. Look up the response. There's three trauma responses, right? Fight, flight, or fawn. Women tend to fawn, which means that they go into this state where they're just um, people-pleasing. Fawning is basically people-pleasing. You become completely disconnected from your truth. You start putting this other person on the pedestal. You just start allowing them to do whatever they want to you interpersonally women are deeply afraid of their power this looks like women um lying to men and not telling them the truth because they're afraid or or whatever it looks like women being disconnected from their intuition and not speaking their it really shows up in relationship with men women are deeply afraid of not being chosen by men they are deeply afraid of being rejected by men and they are deeply in this male validation wound this people-pleasing wound people-pleasing is a direct response to being disconnected from your feminine codependency is a direct response of being disconnected from your feminine so when you're afraid of speaking The fullness of your truth. Think back to a time where you were in a relationship with a man and you didn't tell him the fullness of your truth. You didn't tell him your actual truth because you were afraid of being abandoned. You were afraid of um, his response. You were afraid of, you were just afraid. This is the disconnection of the feminine. There's been this concurrent reality that's happened where women are deeply angry at men while they're also deeply afraid of not being chosen by men. And deep each space, sorry, is disconnecting you from your femininity. And it's interesting because they seem like polarities. They seem like, you know, only one woman would be angry at a man and then the other woman would want to be accepted by men. But every woman, most women, seem to hold both of these wounds within them. They're angry at men. They, you know, are um, hold pain and hatred and and generational pain and hatred um, and even current pain and hatred from things happening right now. While at the same time, they're afraid to speak their truth. They want to be accepted. They want to be validated by the weak men. And so you realize that women, we already talked about the softness part, but now women are disconnected and afraid to be in the power part of their femininity they're afraid to tell a man exactly what it is they're afraid so they try to control and manipulate a man and they completely go out of integrity and what happens I saw I was actually in a conversation the other day but um, let's talk about sexually women are afraid to be in their power sexually They're afraid to actually speak their desires, to speak their wants. They're afraid, and I'm not talking, it doesn't go to the other end where women are like, you know, I'm going to tell him to shut up and eat this pussy the way I like it. No, that's also not the feminine, right? They're afraid to be in the balance of the softness and the power at the same time, which is what the feminine is. And so in your sexuality, choosing a man who you deeply respect 
choosing a man who you deeply trust and is worthy of your trust and respect. And then being honest from a heart space, from a space of deep love, appreciation, and respect. Being honest about your experience and allowing yourself to move through your emotions that come up. That's being in your feminine. Being honest in your feedback from a heart-centered space, that's being in your feminine. But most women choose men that they don't respect, that they don't feel that they truly trust. And so they never get to be in their femininity. They get to be in this wounded expression of womanhood that's controlling and manipulative and afraid and, you know, masculine and confused. Um, So interpersonally with men, it looks like speaking your truth acknowledging red flags, holding your ground in a conversation and not allowing yourself to be manipulated because you are deeply in connection with your oracle and your truth. Many women, when they get interpersonally with men, particularly romantically, when they get in these relationships with men romantically, interpersonally, in their intimate lives, They're afraid and easily manipulated because they're disconnected from their feminine. So they're able to very easily get confused. They're able to very easily succumb to his um, opinions. They're very easily able to give up their ground, to not hold their opinion, their truth. They're very easily able to be gaslighted. You cannot be gaslighted if you're in connection to your deep power and intuition. That's the truth. I'm sorry. I know that's triggering for a lot of people, but that's the truth. You can't be gaslighted when you're in that space. You can only be gaslighted if you're disconnected from your intuition and you're willing on some subconscious level to allow someone to override your intuition. When you're disconnected from your feminine and from your feminine power, You're in that space very easily, the space of being able to be overrode, being able to be disconnected from your intuition, being able to be talked into something else, being able to um, lose sight of your truth. The feminine is deeply connected to the intuitive oracle of truth, the truth of the universe, wisdom. And when women are afraid to be in that space, we have to ask why? Because women are afraid, first of all, of their power. They're also afraid of being abandoned because they're afraid of being alone, which is, again, being afraid of themselves, which is, again, afraid of the feminine. However, let's talk about being afraid of their power. Women are afraid of being in their power. Why? There's been a, an attack on the feminine for thousands of years. For thousands of years. And what it really was on was on the power of the feminine, the innate truth of the feminine, the innate oracle of the feminine. When women are afraid of this, what they are doing is they are taking on the voice of their oppressors from the last thousands of years and putting it into their head. And we've allowed ourselves to be conditioned so deeply that we are now afraid of the very thing that comes most naturally to us. But because those outside of us were afraid and we were conditioned out of this through um, femicide, which is still happening today, through 
witch hunts through the specific um the specific history and pain of black women of asian women of latino women through these things women have been conditioned to be afraid of what their power means generationally we have been conditioned to feel afraid of what does it mean if i stand in my power what does it mean but now we're at a different level of evolution the truth is consciousness is evolving and we are at a different level of evolution we're now at a space where women can choose men who deeply desire the feminine and let's be clear a hundred years ago when men were saying you know be a submissive housewife whatever that's not the feminine the feminine is being deeply connected to your oracle to your power you can shatter egos quickly from a space of love and truth not the wounded feminine where you're coming from a space to shadow e- shatter egos interpersonally to be mean or something which sometimes is necessary on a more collective level which sometimes women do and that's actually the integrated feminine it's a balance however these things are what the masculine the divine masculine craves When we choose men who are not masculine, they don't want to be held accountable. When you have a man who doesn't want to be held accountable, which is part of being masculine, is taking responsibility, being accountable, being devoted, um, you know, bettering himself, and he needs the feminine intuition so he can learn how to lead himself even into a deeper expression of himself. But the feminine and masculine need one another to be whole. If you choose a man who is afraid of being held accountable, your power will be, it will be angry, like they will be angry at it. They will be mad at it. It will be uh, vilified is what the word I was looking for with that pause right there. (laughs) Your power will be vilified. And what that means is that you will then strengthen your connection, your limiting belief to the idea that you actually cannot be in your full feminine or else you will be abandoned. The truth is to actually be with a truly divine masculine man, you need to be in your power because he wants a woman in her true femininity. If you want a man in his power, you need to be in your power. We have to stop choosing men who further our attachments to the world that's dying. We have the power to let this old world die off. I'm going to make a YouTube video about that. And I'm also going to make a YouTube video about um, abortion and about the power of the womb. Women are also afraid of the power of the womb. We've been conditioned to be afraid of the power of the womb. I'm not going to go into that right now, but... Part of being in your feminine is reclaiming these parts of you that you've been conditioned to feel afraid of with the softness and the receptivity and this and the, you know, vulnerability and the relaxation and the rest and the surrender that really comes from a space of feeling unsafe to be vulnerable, feeling unsafe in your life. And we can heal that. We have the ability to heal that. 
and to actually reclaim that because that's your birthright. And then on the other hand, we have the power. We also have the ability to heal that by healing the people-pleasing wound, by healing the abandonment wound, by no longer choosing people who strengthen your attachment to your wounded self. When you start choosing people who strengthen your attachment to your most embodied self, your fullness of your femininity, your power, your intuition, your truth, they become desired. And it strengthens the healing of the feminine wound, the healing of the fear of being in your feminine because you realize, wait, this is what other people in their power desire from me. They desire me to be in the fullness of my power. I can't be in the fullness of my power if I'm denying my feminine intuition, my truth, my oracle, the words that are necessary for me to speak. If I'm denying my voice, I'm denying my feminine. If I'm denying my voice, you will choose people who will bank on your own denial, who can manipulate and exploit your own self-denial. And in turn, it will strengthen your limiting beliefs that you can never be in that space because you will be harmed or you will be abandoned because you're choosing people who will harm and abandon you for being in your power. But you no longer need to do that. And the first place to start is with yourself. Start getting radically honest with yourself. I recommend a period of celibacy. You guys know, watch my YouTube video on it. But start getting radically honest with yourself. Start telling the truth with yourself. Start being deeply in your intuition and speaking it with yourself. A lot of us even lie with ourselves. Most women lie even with ourselves, with themselves. They lie to themselves about their experiences, about their feelings, about what came up for them because it makes it easier the feminine is not an easy, um, the feminine power part is not this easy, you know, honey drink. It's a, it's a powerful, um, it's a powerful, desirable pill to swallow. And when you start getting comfortable and you start healing your validation wound, healing your people pleasing wound, no longer choosing people who strengthen these you start getting more power, or sorry, you start getting more comfortable in your feminine. So this is going to be it for now for this episode. But yeah, there is a deep fear of being in your power and also being in your softness. And most women carry both. They're afraid of being in their full spectrum of their femininity and they never actually get into their femininity. They just get into this space of, you know, wounded womanhood, which has nothing to do with femininity. Um, so yeah, so that is going to be all for now and I love you guys so much and I will talk to you soon. I'm also making a YouTube video soon on the power of the womb and abortion specifically. So I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.